Welcome to Open Mind Industries Podcast, The Mind Unleashed. Sit back, relax, and unleash your mind. Hey guys, welcome to episode 38 of The Mind Unleashed. Welcome, welcome. As we always do, let's give a few shout out to our supporters. First one is going to be Lyft, the ride sharing app. Use our code TMUP for $5 off when you book your next ride for Lyft. You can use it anywhere around the United States and it will give you a discount wherever you may be going for your first ride. Also, please check out Weiss Productions. Weiss Productions is a locally based company in Orlando who does videography for weddings, special occasion, DJ events, comedy events. Uh, really, really won't budget it. And well done well. If you use our code OMI, it's going to be on our Facebook page also. He'll give you five or 20% off when you book your next project with him. Uh, he's really, really good. Good friend of mine. Does great work. Also, go check out CAS. CAS stands for Cinematic Aerial Services, Daniel Weisenberg's company. What Daniel does is videography with drone shooting, especially drone shooting and some filmmaking. He is offering a 175 package for those trying to get the house in the market in real estate or having a home inspections. If you're trying to, you know, just get a good filmography for that so you get it sold in the market or if you're having inspections uh, anywhere here in Orlando or about. Um, and Daniel's offering you guys 175. Please check out his services at our website and he'll hook you up. Also, please check out Angie Connors. Angie Connors is a local real estate agent that we used, a good friend of ours, uh, helping us out with our new home. Our home's taking a little bit longer than it should, but it, it, things happen. Anyway, check her out. Links will be down below. Also, please check out Strauman Law. Strauman Law goes up with our trademark. Amazing, amazing attorney. He offers flat rate fees for those trying to get their brand done correctly. And just really honest-to-goodness attorney who's based in Colorado, but he works anywhere. We're based in Orlando, so he was able to help us out get our trademark done. We are almost there should be this month by the time we get our certificate, but we're all set, good to go. Alright, now on to episode 38, here we go. And this one is going to be a rambling one, because I really have nothing much to talk about. Um, just want to talk about some 3D printing and shit, and see how you guys are doing, and just a rambling man, I guess, just to get something in the name of this freaking podcast. Um, so anyway, um, what did I do last week? Well, last week MegaCon was in town, and also uh, the French Festival, as some of you guys know. Um, it was cool. It was my first MegaCon in quite a while. I haven't done cons, um, a lot, lot. A friend of mine, Trent Ward, who, um, he does Ward effects and a lot of makeup for Halloween Horror Nights here in Orlando, um, said, hey man, I have a wristband, would you like to go? And I'm like, yeah, and if it's free, and I kind of had, like, I was already planning to do something throughout the week, getting the robo back up and running and stuff like that, and, um, a few friends from work are going to go, and I was like, hey, you know, MegaCon's coming, I gotta go tonight. They're like, it's not this week, it's next week, so I was like, oh shit, <laughs> and I ended up going, um, trying to end up picking me up, we ended up going to the Atlanta Convention Center, and I gotta say, it was pretty cool, we spoke about, uh, some stuff, and the weirdest thing was, we were going there, and the Convention Center, it's getting bigger and bigger here in Orlando, it's got one of the best, stuff like that, and the cool thing was, uh, Mark Meir, who plays Commander Shepard, I met him at Fringe a couple days before, I didn't know he was... Uh, one of the zombie dudes that was my friend Ross's show, uh, one, you know, a late show tonight with Ross Hedgett, and, um, really, really, really freaking cool to see that he was at MegaCon also, and, um, I was like, holy shit, Mark Mears at MegaCon, but he was also at Universal a couple of days, too, while I was, while I was working, I'm like, don't know if he came to Jimmy Fallon, or I don't know if he was even there, but he was a huge, a huge, come to find out, a huge freaking geek about Slytherin, he's a, uh, I took the, the Potter test more times than I can fucking count, and, uh, 
I come to be Ravenclaw, and I did get one Gryffindor, and I've got no Slytherin, I've been tested, I've taken all these internet tests, and I've even taken the Universal J.K. Rowling's test, you know, so you know it, how you're in, because when you actually go uh, over to Potter, they want you to, uh, you can pick a house, but it's best to be the house that you're in and learn the house, so when guests come up to you, you can kind of explain, like, hey, I'm the Ravenclaw, or I'm Slytherin, or I'm Hufflepuff, you know. Or, um, you know, it's Gryffindor, it's all really cool, so come to find out, like, he actually, I think he ended up getting a, a t real tattoo of the uh, death mark on his, his uh, right arm, which is pretty cool. Not sure if it was a tattoo, I'm not sure if it was a stick-on, but I'm pretty sure he got, he, he had, like, a tattoo done, so it's pretty neat. So that's pretty cool to see that Mark Mirror's a huge geek, like all of us. <laughs> it's really cool, because he actually contacted me, uh, I read a couple of comments on his thing, and he, he replied back, and he said it was pretty cool, so. Um, but yeah, I ended up going to MegaCon, and, uh... It was it was cool because like it was my first one in a while. I've never I've done one in quite a bit. I've been to like smaller cons, you know, up in New York, and then going to here. They've been to a lot of the small conventions. It's just like a geek out, and it's turned out session, but it's a mixture of everybody to everything, from the construction guys. Just a mixture of everybody. I, you know, when you people go there and they're like, "Where do you guys go do these things?" It's like it's where you can get out of your own skin and check out some cool stuff and check out anything and then if you're looking for a certain comic or just ner uh, just a nerdgasm you know just to meet some people that are into shit you are Game of Thrones you know to fucking anything um so anyway we get there and Trent kind of explained to me like the parking and stuff like that and just hearing to all the people that were dressed up and stuff like that like about the the uh, parking going up a, you know, a couple a year ago to five bucks to ten bucks, you know, and the guy, like, arguing. This is the shit I heard on the bus when I was going over. <laughs> we get all the way there into, like, the front door, and all of a sudden Trent's like, ah, shit. I'm like, what? He was like, fucking forgot the tickets in the truck. Um, so we had to, <laughs> I was like, I'll just fucking ride the bus back with you, and then I'll wait for you. And, uh, we ended up going back, and somebody fucking blocked traffic and stuff like that. This person had no idea, like, where the hell things were going. I guess the parking attendants really didn't know what the hell was going on. And our poor bus driver, she was super cool. She was like, all right. She was like, hey, I need to get through here. Like, this is, I, I have to drop these guys off to the con, stuff like that. And uh, so Trent finally came back, got the wristband on. And he ended up getting the VIP package, which was pretty goddamn expensive because he ended up getting, uh, to meet Jeff Goldblum and a few other ones because he's like, hey, man, I want to get a few, you know, autographs, stuff like that. And so we ended up going on. A couple of my coworkers actually spotted me, like, in the con. I, one of my buddies, Alan Lincoln from Evil Monkey Studios, was there. So I was there to support him and shit. And I was like, hey, man, you know, what what, the, what booth are you at? Me not being in MegaCon, so it was like my first experience. Like, holy shit, this huge convention area. It was just ginormous, man. Aisles and aisles of just shit and people and uh, collectibles to tattooing to it's everything I could imagine. And Trent's like, where do you want to start? I'm like, I don't know. I'm following your lead, man. This is my first con in a long time. And the problem with that cons, man, they're just so much to see. I can see why people would spend, uh, you know, uh, started on Thursday night was the preview night, and then it went all the way to Sunday night. So I can see why people spend four days. But uh, I Saturday, Friday and Saturday, fuck me, man. I would not. No way, man. No way. Um, but it was cool. I got to meet some people, like artists, and you know, didn't buy anything. Unfortunately, I really didn't. You know, I was on a budget, so I was like, hey, you know, my, I had a, uh, I had a thirty-dollar budget to find something for my girlfriend. Couldn't really find anything she was looking for. She was looking for a Star Trek, uh, Deep Space Nine T-shirt because she was like, hey, I want to get a you know Star Trek shirt. We were at the, the Fringe Festival and we watched uh, Damn It, Damn It, Jim, I'm a comedian, not a doctor. And I went around, and Trent was really cool. And we spoke about some 3D printing. We saw a lot of 3D printing people and makers and builders. So he was like, we were just kind of like spent like 
from I believe five o'clock all the way to almost close. We decided to leave around eight thirty so we could you know beat the damn traffic out of there because people were starting to walk out and stuff like that. Um, we saw a lot of cool people. I bumped into Alan, took some photos. If you guys checked out our Instagram page, you say that he's had his booth set up, and a couple of my friends from uh, Universal. Rolled up on me because then a uh, good friend Del Marie walked up to me and she's like, Oh my god, Ali. I'm like, oh, I, I didn't even know if she found me in like two seconds. We were around the Star Wars section, which I was like checking all the helmets and the de-stressing painting and stuff like that. And they had a lot of 3D printers going on and I was talking to Trent about 3D printing because that's pretty much what we do. Uh, we specialize in it. And I don't mind specializing in 3D printing. I love it. I absolutely adore it. Um, so we're there and... Um, you know, she spots me under the blue, and she's like, oh my god, and I was like, what do you guys go see? You're like, well, you're checking out things, it says too much to goddamn see, and she's with a friend of ours, Rachel, from work also, Rachel's one of our uh, escorts for one of the characters that we knew over at our job. She's super cool, super nerdy, awesome person. So we're there, man, we took some photos with Alan, and spoke with him, and stuff like that, and, um, we just, it was a really freaking cool experience to see all these makers, and me and Trent were just, you know, walking around. The thing I did notice over there with all the 3D printers thing going on, people were taking a lot of files from Thingiverse, and uh, I'm hoping, and I don't mind people who use models for the benefit, you know, for getting them. I can tell this one lady, she had a really cool just kind of setup, and I, I, I wanted to get a few things, but it's like, you could easily drop your wallet there, you could drop your rent money there. The problem was, like, the Fringe Festival was just happening, and then um, the uh, fucking... Uh, Mega Con going on. I could see people going broke. The French Festival alone, just in tickets this year, we think we draw. I dropped uh, in one day. I dropped over seventy bucks just in tickets for me and my girlfriend. And she paid for, I think, three other shows. I literally, once I knew Mark Mirror was at the show, I had to go see what One Man Walking Dead. And I thought he's, he's uh, thing I thought he was gonna be. I thought he was gonna be dressed up in like his uh, mask and stuff like that. Whoever does his prosthetic work got his mask for like Game of Thrones and shit because he was walking around in that. Amazing, amazing work, man. Whoever, whoever's doing his shit did an amazing job. But he had a Commander Shepard shirt on when he was at the con. So I was like, oh man. I was like, I should have been at the con. He'd at least get his autograph. I would go there with it, get an autograph. But I got to meet Mark Mirror, so that was cool. I was like, that was like my thing. I didn't know it was Mark Mirror, but cool. They, I got him friends with him on Facebook now, and it's really neat because him and Ross are talking and stuff like that. So really, really cool. And uh, I hope to have Ross on here sometime soon. I'd like to him and talk to him and Weiss. Because him and Weiss do a lot of comedy sketches. And they do a lot of comedy around Orlando. So kind of getting into that kind of mainstream of what they do. And how they get the comedy would be really cool. So if y'all want to see that, let me know. I'm going to see if I can hook them up. i still got to talk with you. It's awesome. But anyway, back to the nerdiness. Um, but yeah, being over there meeting a lot of the 3D printer guys. And talking with them. And uh, uh, the lady that we did talk to, she was really, really super sweet. And I said, hey, would you mind if I check with them your print? She's like, yeah, go ahead. So and they had a couple of del deltas printing and stuff like that. And Trent was like... Are these good printers? And I'm like, well, Deltas are really good for, like, height and stuff like that. They do print really well. A lot of people like Deltas because they're just straight up and they're easy to place in the thing. But Trent ended up a couple days, two days later, really just wanted to get into 3D printing. And he was like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I don't know what I want to do anymore. We kind of really talk about, like, his the makeup stuff. And he worked at Reflex for a little bit and um, stuff like that. But I'm surprised a couple days later he ended up going out and buying a CR-10. He called me and he said, hey. He goes, hey, can I bother you for a minute? I said, go ahead, then what's up? He goes, well, he goes, I, I'm looking at a printer right now, the CR-10 you were speaking about, and I, he's like, should I get it from Amazon? Do I get it directly from the company? So he ended up getting one off Amazon, uh, CR-10 equivalent, pretty much, a, it's a CR-10 from Creality. Um, pretty much the same one, just under a different brand, but it's from Creality. Um, he ended up getting the CR-10S with the Dual Rod Z, which 
you know, it's his first printer, and he ended up getting an enclosure for it, so beautiful enclosure, and he's been starting to 3D print with it, learning he's in Cura and stuff like that, so I'm pretty cool that he's getting it today, he's been sending me texts daily of, like, his improving it and stuff like that, so it's really cool to see that a friend who's doing uh, makeup for a living and getting into the 3D printing world, because he wants to start making, like, little miniatures and stuff like that, and he kind of wants to use ZBrush, because he's a sculptor, too, so it's kind of, like, the best of the world for a 3D modeler to a, you know, a makeup artist, you know, what they're doing with it. But he's a big fan of Rick Baker and got to meet Rick Baker a couple years ago at a quick uh, American Werewolf kind of panel. But it was just a quick hi bye, how are you? Kind of thing because everybody was getting up and he just like ran to Rick, got a quick photo with him, and uh, Rick was got swamped after that a minute later. But it was cool to see Rick Baker, you know. But that's like his idol of, uh, he's got so many makeup artists that he loves. But it's cool to sit down with a friend who's getting into the makeup industry and, and learning kind of what we do, but it's kind of good to share my knowledge. I was really, when I first got into this shit, I wasn't really telling people how I was doing it or, um, and the problem is I got some stuff with the, the robot that I'm trying to iron out still, and there's kind of hard videos on how to fix the issues. Uh, I hooked up the LCD board again, so, uh, I'm just trying to get the printer to print correctly, I just haven't, trying to get the, the, uh, tool head and my nozzle to hit the bed just correctly. The thing I do like about the CR10, uh, CR10 Mini, CR10 Line, is there's a knob system to level the bed. And Trent has been having a little bit of issues with that, but he's had some pretty good prints so far. The minute I told him kind of how to do it, he ended up switching out to a uh, mirror uh, to do that. And I've never used a mirror. I don't know why mirrors are so good. I beginning, I prefer glass. Uh, glass to me is fine. Glue and glass. I keep telling Trent, I'm like, man, glue and glass. Beautiful. You don't need to go out and buy that slimy shit that uh, a lot of the companies are trying to sell. I'm not going to name the companies. I've spoken to a couple companies that are getting a little sample, and they're like, oh, we don't offer samples to people on, on the internet. I'm like, well, you should, but you guys have heard later in episodes, but I've spoken to you about that. Um, but yeah, I believe glue and glass is the best alternative. I prefer Elmer's. Um, Elmer's glue stick, I got a, a pack of 30 that I bought, and you can get them on Amazon for super cheap. Well, what I do is I make a little batch. I'll, I'll take a glue stick and a little squirt bottle. I'll just give it a quick, quick spritzer, and I'll just take up sponge, and I'll just dab at this part, area where I'm going to start so it gets nice and tacky, and then I'll run a print, and it gets really nice. Uh, it will go over, and it will lock itself up, and bang. I mean, it, no lift and no uh, no separation from the print or anything like that. And you've been doing that for quite a while. I mean, I really loved using the and that technique over using a different chemical or something like that because it's usually when you get off the bed too, uh, you can just easily take a, take a little sponge or a little cloth and just rinse off the piece a little bit and get off the glue off. So a lot of 3D printer people that and big people that I speak to, they use a lot of glue and glass too, and they love it. And uh, I said it's really it's biodegradable. It's it's good on the environment. You're not really hurting anybody too because uh, the chemical breakdown. Um, but I see a lot of companies like, oh, we've got, you know, this solution or that solution, and you pay like $30 for a thing of it, and it's like, but I can just buy glue and do that. So I told Trent that, I was like, hey, man, don't go out and buy all this goopy, goopy stuff, adhesion shit, or tapes, or uh, the beds, you know, just, you know, the glue and glass works fine. But he ended up, his bed ended up getting warped, apparently, because he was being a little rough on it. So he ended up going with getting a mirror, and then he uses Capcom tape, but I told him, like, hey, definitely get glue stick, and you have plenty of freaking brushes from your makeup stuff, so get a couple, you know, one of those, and just go over it, tab it a little bit, and bada bing bada boom, you can keep using the uh, glue until you see fit that it's time to, you know, clean the bed off again and then put a new infusion glue on it, and there you go. And that's kind of a tip that I wanted to tell you guys. I love using that glue and glass technique. 
But yeah, we were talking to a lot of people at the con, and we talked to a lot of people that did later laser cutting, laser etching, and you know, stuff like that. It was pretty cool. And then Trent was talking to me about last night about the uh, Dungeons and Dragons because he really wants to get back into it. And it's cool because we talked to a few people on the bus about uh, Trent was telling them about this app that they could use. It keeps track of all your uh, stats if you can D and D. It kind of helps you from using all the paperwork, and that way you could just keep an eye on your character and what's going on with D and D. So it's cool to kind of talk to nerds about that, nerds and geeks. I'm definitely a geek, not a nerd. Trust me, I've been putting my place more times than I'm, you're not a nerd. Well, that's okay. I'm, I'm a geek. I love my shit. So I love everybody, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, it was cool to go around the con my first time and check out some cool people and support what Alan was doing. And um, Trent said something kind of funny because we were like, they don't allow uh, like sharp objects into the cons. So you have to go get your props inspected and stuff like that. And all of a sudden... Like, we're going by, and this guy is selling, like, sharp swords. Like, legitly sharp katanas. And Trent's like, I find a kind, find that kind of fucking weird, because yet you can't bring one in, but you can buy one and take it out. And I'm like, yeah, I see your, uh, I see your analogy there. It's kind of pretty fucked up. But, um, weird. Just weird that they allow that. But it was cool to see all the makers and pop, you know, pop toys becoming big Lego figures that you can't really get anywhere else, and seen a lot of uh, my, my T2 old school light up and one of my Terminators came walking up to me he was dressed as Arrow didn't know even know it was him he's like he's like you don't even know who I am do you I'm like no I don't he's like I'm uh, one of your Terminators I used to work with you for a while I'm like oh come on man I was like yeah you gotta give me that breakdown because I don't see you that often at a wardrobe so uh, it was cool seeing a few people and seeing that they love their nerdiness and it's cool and one of our guys uh, went it was his first time going he's like what the hell do I do at the con and we're like dude just walk around just go with the flow. Whatever it takes you, whatever you see. If you love it, you love it. If you don't, you don't. But uh, everybody seemed like having a great, great time doing it. Um, but yeah, it's really cool to you know see Trent getting into his 3D printing now. It's been a week, a couple of days now since he's been getting into it. And he's been really kind of falling in love with it a little bit. I told him to take his time and just be willing to fail. And that's the one thing I told anybody who's getting into 3D printing. Failure. You're going to fail. Comedy, you're going to fail. Podcasting, you're going to fucking fail. Actually, podcasting, you really can't fail. Who the fuck's going to listen? Who cares? It scares me when I go into my analytics. I see all the people downloading the goddamn episode. It's kind of cool to see that anyone can do podcasting. But if you're delivering something for someone to relax to and just kind of understand their geekiness, it's really neat. Um, and I explained it to one of my friends because he wants to start a podcast. And he's like, how do you want to get into it? Like, is it hard? Is it not hard at all? And I told him how to do it. I said, this is what you need. I recommend this recorder. Any kind of recorder you can record on your phone. Um... You know, and you can do everything in post-editing, cleaning up the audio for people to listen to it. They're in their car, relax. But it offers something fun for people to listen to. I just kind of like to talk about 3D printing and nerdy stuff. I mean, I've lately I've been on a fucking Star Trek binge again. I don't know why. I've been watching the original series. And um, don't ask me why. I have no fucking clue. So every night when I'm on my Netflix, I watch a few episodes of Star Trek, uh, the original series. And it's kind of cool that um, I was watching the toys that made us because Trent kind of got me on bad bag again. But there's an episode on there about Star Trek toys, like how it all got started and shit like that. It's really, really cool. Um, we were watching that actually the other day at work, because one of the guys there is this huge Star Trek original nerd. Um, and he was like, that's one of my favorite series. And I'm like, yeah, that's one of my... I like... I'm a TNG guy. My girlfriend's really into... Because uh, her uncle worked on it. Uh, her uncle used to work on Deep Space Nine. He's a grip in Hollywood. So it doesn't really tell us what movies he's in. So whenever we see a movie, we look for his name. Um, I'm not sure what his name is again. Dana keeps, every time she watches a movie, she always looks for his name in the 
movies because he doesn't really tell her what movies he's in. Or I guess it's just the way that's the way that the company works. I mean, you you move from movie to movie, movie to make your money. You know, it's like you're not on another production, you're not gonna make money. You know, it's like boom, 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 boom. So that's the way of Hollywood life. And that's when I realized, shit, filmmaking isn't. It's a good life. You're gonna do filmmaking, but you really need to be fucking on each different set. You know. Um. So it's, it was cool. You know, it's cool to. Um, kind of be in that nerdy outlet thing. It's really cool that they, uh, it's, uh, The Toys That Made Us is on Netflix, if y'all want to check that out. And then I started watching another documentary that Trent wanted me to watch. It's called, uh, uh, was it, uh, Nasty Delicious, or Ugly, Ugly Delicious, sorry. And, uh, it's really a, a chef that goes around, I can't remember his name, for some God knows reason, but he goes around and talks about, like, Chinese food and stuff like that, all these different foods that were, you know, different take on Americanized to the mainstream food cooking and stuff like that, kind of like an Anthony Bourdain but kind of like a realistic kind of style of like what the fuck food should be. Domino's pizza compared to you know, Italian pizza, stuff like that. Really, really good, really good documentary. Really enjoyed it myself. But it, so that's what we pretty much talked about at the economy. It was really cool to do Fringe first and see a couple of good shows and see the one man Walking Dead and Ross's show. Uh, congratulations to one of our guys um, who does Beetlejuice. Didn't notice it was him. Uh, he was in the replace show called The Replacements. They won an award at Fringe Festival. It was really, really good. I think I spoke about it as French so far, and we went to go see that on our second go-through, um, and what it was about was a guy making uh, robots to kind of, him and his partner were, you know, making, trying to make an automaton, to, you know, a robot, a lady, and a lady, he's like, oh, we're going to make a sex bot. So he ended up making a family, and robots ended up getting, um, kind of like Detroit Become Human, it's a game from called Quantic Dream. If y'all haven't played that yet, I ended up playing that a little bit for PS4 only, unfortunately. Um, if you have a friend who's playing it, or if you want to watch like a live stream, I think I have a couple videos. <sighs> Excuse me. Uh, it was about, you know, just a guy having a family, you know, of robots. He's trying to like build them for a certain reason. Uh, he's trying to complete this crossword puzzle, you know. It was like, all he wanted was a family. You know, just to do what he wanted, kind of to, to develop the AI, and his business partner, his partner who helped him design the AI, you know, stuff like that, um, had a son. He did not know about that. He ended up dropping his a note, you know, coming to him, living with him for a while. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna be here for a couple of days, you know, um, because college starts up." But I had, I really had no place to go. But I thought I'd stop in. Would that be okay? He's like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, you can have a room here, you know." And he just played with a guy that we knew. Plays like a really, he plays the father, he plays a really, uh, just schizophrenic character. Finally ends up, you know, the robot daughter, the uh, son, ends up, you know, his partner ends up falling in love with her, you know, he's like, we gotta get the hell out of here, you know, this guy is fucking crazy, you know, I realized when my, my dad kind of left, you know, because he was fucking trying to develop the AI for his, his benefit, and... It ended up winning, like, he ends up, at the end of it, like, he ends up stabbing him in the neck because he's like, she's like, well, at the flaw in my programming, I can't do this and this and this. So he ends up stabbing him in the neck with a syringe, don't know really what was in the syringe, it was a knockout dart, you know, and he has a, you know, the, the projector kicks back on, shoots like a backward projector, so you can see with the video, you know, because it was a video with the show of, like, his experiments, case files, and uh, ends up converting him into the family, you know, the family of these animatronics. It was really, really cool. Um, really amazing show. I'm glad they, they won a good friend award, and that was pretty awesome. Uh, here's something going on. I'm editing right now. 
one of the Mind Unleashed episodes on the MacBook Pro. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what's been going on, pretty much. I've been, you know, playing Detroit Become Human. Really, really awesome freaking game. Loving it. Um, played through it. Love the character Marcus in the game. Uh, Quantic Dream does a lot of really freaking good, like Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, uh, David Cage games, because it's David Cage. It's like, why did... Uh, all of David, I'm like, David Cage is David Cage, but really, really good game, loved it, um, a lot of good outcomes in the game, I just played the best ending and just kind of unlocked it, and I was like, why, why is this not unlocking, and kind of went through the story and played my own first game through, now I'm just trying to go and get the trophies and stuff like that, why not, um, and also getting back into my workouts again, I kind of took a week off my body, was kind of not feeling this 4 a.m. workout call, and I'm getting back into my P90Xing and stuff like that, my yoga... And for those just trying to get themselves in shape, I really recommend doing the P90X Live or do what you feel comfortable with. And I still do my shakes in the morning, so for those who are trying to, you know, not be hungry in the morning, but get out of the house without trying to go out and head by booths and stuff like that, what I ended up doing was I ended up going out and getting um, a weight gainer. I think it's, um, shit, I can't remember the name of the shake. It's either Six Star or Extreme something. I, I use that for the protein. It's a weight gainer. And I usually do two, three scoops of that to kind of conserve it and end already like around 340 calories, 340 to 380 calories. I don't use any milk, which is good because I'm not lactose, but uh, pardon me. Uh, I realized with a lot of these protein shakes, people say, because somebody was asking me the other day about like, am I working out again? And I am. I'm just getting back into it again, <laughs> getting on the rhythm of it again. Um, just took a week off. Mike's, I have a watch, it's been kind of weird. They started to hurt his wrist, so he burned him a little bit during the sunburn that he, that he was on. So we've been tracking each other's movements. Today I haven't really done any calorie burn. Like I said, I've been sitting in my butt all day with the Apple Watch. Um, and what I do is I do two scoops, three, yeah. Uh, two scoops protein powder, or the weight gainer powder. Uh, two to three table, four tablespoons of skiffy peanut butter, or whatever peanut butter you like. That adds it up more. I do two scoops of ice cream, and then a cup to about a half a cup of dried oatmeal, and that usually fills me up for the day. I fill that up and shake that up in the morning. Take a uh, multivitamin, one of the men's, uh, you know, extreme vitamin, whatever the hell it is. Put that in. I'm usually full for like half the day before lunch, and I'm not like starving. I'm not grumbling. I'm like I'm got energy. I'm just ready to go. I'm not overly fat or full. And I'll have that up to my so I have enough calories for the day. And that's usually, that ranks me up to about for a calorie in the morning. That already puts me up around 2,200 calories just for the morning. So I'm not, like, get fat or full. And uh, somebody else was, you know, wants to learn to teach me, or they want to learn how to make a good shake. And I said, use my shake. It works pretty good because you're burning a lot of calories in the morning. If you're running and doing stuff like that, you know, it really helps out. But, yeah, getting back into the workout schedule and then just getting that. And that's the hardest thing I have to say for, like, people who are working IT or something like that. Definitely get yourself, uh, if you're working in a cubicle or something like that, get yourself a decent uh, breakfast shake so you're not overly hungry in the morning. Cause I know people like to have their heavy lunches and they're like, I'm so tired. I'm like, how aren't you tired? I'm like, I'm tired, but I don't do a, I don't eat as hard at work. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I'm just talking so fast. My brain's like, hey, we're tired. Um... What I do is, uh, I do, I snack throughout the day. I'll have, like, uh, like some cashews or something like that, like peanuts. Um, because if I eat at work, your body's burning energy to make energy, and it's just so much, you know, 
that's why I don't like I don't get so exhausted by the time I get home I have, I have some energy and I'm like okay now it's time to pick out you know but I realized that from Terry Crews too Terry Crews says the same thing through his workouts um, he fasts throughout the day he has coconut I think he said he had a he has like a tablespoon of coconut um, uh, like coconut forget what he uses like coconut paste or coconut something he said he fasts through a lot of his day and then he has like he doesn't only eats he doesn't eat that much so i'll have a small breakfast uh some coconut uh oil or yeah coconut oil i'll have like a t- tablespoon of that for lunch but i'll have like his he snacks very little and then he'll since he's been like working you know on sets or whatever he may be doing for like a work Thing, then he'll go home and I'll have like a meal, a great epic meal. Like he said, I eat. He's like, you've, you've got to like let your body know that you've earned this meal. So make sure it's something good, like chicken and rice. What da 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 da. And he's talking about like how much he puts in for the day. Um, I'll have like a really good high calorie d- dinner, and he's like that it gets me through my day. I'm not exhausted. I'm not hungry. You know. He's like, you know, I, I make sure. You know, he's like, and then I work my workouts. He's like, I work out like three times. You know, three hours a day. Um, you know, to keep my body in shape. But he's like, that's the problem. Some people don't know how to do their diet well. They'll eat too much, and they're, they're you know, not burning the calories they should. He's like, and they're not as healthy and flexible and pliable. But, you know, it's that's some people do that. So one of my friends is starting to do that. He's like, I really feel much better. Like, he's like, I'm, I'm dieting differently now. Because he, he eats like a fatty, and he's like, man, he's like, I, I eat too much. And I'm like, yeah, you kind of do. You, he's like, he's always so tired at work. He's yawning, and I'm just like, he's like, what do you do in the morning? So I, I do my workouts is I do a... Uh, I do the protein my breakfast shake, which is essentially like a boost shake because boost is so goddamn expensive, and you can already add a multivitamin into it, so you're already getting all your vitamins and minerals. But I'll do like, like I said, a cup and a half of oatmeal, uh, four tablespoons of peanut butter, uh, two scoops of ice cream, and then two scoops of my whey gainer powder, which is about like I said, 2,100 to 2,200 calories right there. No problem, you know. Go through a lot of peanut butter. I mean, I was looking at the peanut butter powder, but it's, I like my better just get my peanut butter or Nutella. Nutella, sorry, I just had Nutella for the first time in my life the other day. Really, it was, I liked it. It was good. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is what Nutella is. I thought it was like a really weird thing. But my girlfriend's like, you need to try some. So I ended up getting a little snack pack with it. Nutella, you just dip pretzels in it, and it's really good. Um, but yeah, that's my workout. That's my stuff, what I've been going on, and 3D printing stuff. And I'm now working on the Robo and trying to get that running correctly. And now I just need to get the, the coding for the um, um, the nozzle to hit just correctly. And then I can start doing some SD card printing. Something's going on with the SD card, and I have no idea. It's taking me a little bit, rambling a little bit, but you know how it goes. Uh, and then I have to print out Joe's Dell's new hand grip. So I'll be doing a lot of uh, live streaming on the. Uh, phone there for Facebook and stuff like that for you guys to watch and um, yeah I was beginning around to it working on some stuff with John still trying to get the uh, 3D crutch done and starting to design that and just taking my time a lot of things going on just a lot of things working a lot trying to make my do my day job to support this career that I'd like to do um, I think that's about it this is a rambling, like I said a rambling podcast I really didn't know what to talk about besides Megacon stuff like that help my friend with 3D printing so he can learn it um, working on the robot printer but I think I'm gonna call it here. I thank you guys for tuning in. Um, it's a rambling podcast, y'all know. Hopefully, I can get some structure going on. But I'm probably gonna have a few friends on. I definitely want to get uh, a friend of mine on Ben Patton, who's been doing some TED talks and working on his company and stuff like that for motivation. Um, I would also like to get Maurice back on because we definitely need to do um, 
Terminator Part 2. I knew he just got a package the other day from what I was told. Um, the hell did he get? He ended up buying one of the guns from one of the robots, but unfortunately, um, he ended up buying it for 2, 2K. Universal shipped it out. Apparently, they packed it up. But apparently, they packed it up bad. They packed it up with just a cardboard box and packing beads, and the gun actually broke during shipment. So I don't know how badly it's broken. I don't know if it cracked it too. I don't know what the hell happened. But when I sent my stuff to him from here, I packed it really effing good. So nothing was broken, nothing was bent, nothing was anything. Um, I feel bad because he spent 2K and, you know, Universal shipped it out shitty. But our friend Oliver who helped him at the store uh, hooked him up. And apparently Oliver feels still feels bad. That's the story I heard yesterday. I haven't talked to Maurice yet. So I don't know how badly the gun's broken, but... Um, Oliver heard that the gun just pretty well, badly, you know. It came, but there's some things broken on it, which just really sucks. Anyway, um, we'll, uh, sign off there. I want you guys to keep an open mind, have some good ones. Um, any questions for the podcast, let me know. That's what I'm here for. Um, if you want to donate to the podcast any which way, I'm going to be putting some links in our description for Amazon, so if you guys want to click on that and do some shopping, uh, that'd be wonderful. Um, that'd be cool because it kicks money back my way using any of our lift codes because it helps me kick back some change that we pay off the credit card so I can keep continuing what I'm doing to help people out pro bono and stuff like that uh, Patreon is up check our openmindindustries.com site and you will go to our supporters click on the links there and it will you know help us out in any which way you can donate a dollar I don't mind you don't really want to donate anything I don't mind either but get the word out hopefully you guys can spread the word I'm also going to be offering uh, 3D printing services for those in need we offer flat rate stuff. Check us out. We are very, very reasonable. I'm very, very reasonable to help you guys out. Um, and man, help me get started. Help me get this stuff moving and grooving. I'd like to not have to be at a day job every day. I'd rather be doing this and working on stuff for myself and the crutches and stuff like that. That'd be amazingly. Um, not ask for much. It would be nice to just get paid to do something I love. You know. Anyway. Keep an open mind, guys. Have a great one. I'll talk to you later on this week. Hopefully I have more to talk about. Uh, maybe not. Maybe so. Who knows? Anyway, guys, like again, keep an open mind. Have a great week. I'll see you later.